Nutrition is part of our world and nutrients are what our body needs. But with all the fads, gimmicks, trends, and unrealistic ideas about eating, things can be very confusing. Let's dig through the hype and adopt a way of eating that is sustainable and provides the nutrients we need without freaking out over our food. Join me if you're ready to be over the dogma that there's a right and a wrong way to eat. Here, we navigate eating healthier in the real world. Hello, and welcome to the Real World Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Rael, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. I invite you to listen to this podcast with an open mind and be willing to let go of long-standing beliefs about nutrition. I am a nutrition myth buster, helping to dispel myths and misinformation about food and nutrition. I help people have improved health, wellness, and energy without dieting. Welcome to today's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Real World Nutrition Podcast. Last week in episode 14 on the episode on what foods to add to your diet, I had suggested that I had done an episode on what plant-based eating was. And after I had recorded that, I realized I hadn't done that. So that was a mistake on my part. So this week's episode is this topic of plant-based eating, or more specifically, plant-based compared to vegetarian. What's the difference? So let me start out by telling you this story. Several years ago, somebody asked me if I promote a plant-based whole foods diet. And this was via email. And I responded, of course I promote a plant promote plant-based diets and I don't care where you shop for your food. And I don't think she understood that I was kind of joking there in my response and that I don't care about shopping um, at Whole Foods Market or wherever you get your groceries. That's where I tell people, go to the most convenient place. I don't drive across town for overpriced food. Now, that wasn't what she was talking about. She wasn't talking about the grocery store. She was talking about the implication of whole foods. And I know that when people say plant-based whole foods diet, I've learned to understand what people are suggesting. Now, I do have to address this. One, plant-based is going to be the the. Ooh, I was going to say the meat of today's episode, the heart of today's episode and what that means. 
And whole foods is really a term that is so ambiguous that I don't want to dive too deep in that. Yes, I do lots of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, and foods that are often in their original state, but not always, because I like spaghetti sauce, I like pasta, I like lots of foods that are not in their original state or a implied whole food state. Now, let's go back a little bit and talk about the different food groups over the course of our lifetime and even before uh, your lifetime in a lot of cases. So when I was growing up, we had the four food groups, and that included a fruit and vegetable group. Those were one group back then, a grain group, the dairy group, and what was called the meat group or the meat and protein group. So if you look at that, those four food groups of those four food groups, that's 50% plant foods, though the protein group did include plant foods. So that would be theoretically more than 50%. Now, if we go back a little bit further to the 1940s and 1950s, they did have food icon, a food icon back then or uh, recommendations that was called the Basic 7. And I happen to have a poster of this that I picked up at the National Archives when I was visiting Washington, D.C. And they had seven different groups. And I'll run down these and I'll include a link to this food icon so you can see this, a link in the show notes. So group one was called the green and yellow vegetables. Group two were oranges, tomatoes, and grapefruit, very specific. Group three were potatoes and other vegetables and fruit, then very broad. Group four was milk and milk products. Group five was meat, poultry, fish, and eggs. So there, there's your protein group. Group six was bread, flowers, and cereals. And then group seven was butter and fortified margarine. Now, keep in mind, this was the mid-20th century, so we didn't know as much about margarine then as we do now. So of those seven groups, four of them are plant foods. So 57% of the recommendations includes plants. Then the food pyramid came out, love it or hate it, I will address what the the original version of the pyramid, which was uh, mostly black. There is a rainbow one that came out a little bit later that was really confusing even to us professionals because it was just colors and no pictures. We need the pictures. So with the pyramid, it was grains on the bottom and fruits and vegetables on the next level, and then protein foods and dairy with fats at the very top. And while protein foods did include beans, nuts, and other plant protein, it wasn't always as clear or straightforward. But if you look at the pyramid, the base is plant foods. Three of the five groups, or 60% of the food groups, are plant foods. Now we have the plate. And if you are talking to somebody who is still referring to the food pyramid like we are using it today, you need to move on from that person because the plate replaced the pyramid in 2011. Now with the plate, we have five groups again. We have the fruit group, the vegetable group, the grains, protein, and then dairy. 
And in the protein foods, there is a blend of animal and plant foods. So still, even with the plate, that's more than 60% plants. So from before I was born, in my childhood, and now into the 21st century, the recommendations from the food icons and the dietary guidelines, which started in 1980, has been majority plants. And I have always called that plant-based. I always have, and I always will. It's not plant-only. It is the foundation or a majority of the types of foods that I recommend. And I have always recommended in my entire career, which is mostly in the 21st century here, I have recommended minimally processed foods. And I always have, and I always will. And I say minimally because I, for one, am not out there growing my own food, picking it and processing it, jarring, canning it, freezing it. I leave that to someone else and I will pay for that. And I do want to clarify that I've always, I always support people who do want to follow a vegetarian diet to ensure that they're meeting their nutrient requirements, their nutrient needs, no matter how they define vegetarian. Now, if you're not familiar with vegetarianism, it does occur on a spectrum from vegan, which is no foods of animal origin, including yeast and honey, to flexitarians, which are people who choose not to have meat, but will not make a stink if you don't fully accommodate their needs when they come over to your house. So this is a spectrum, and I tell people, you know, there's no rules, nobody's going to arrest you if you are not complying with the vegetarian diet or vegetarian lifestyle. This is a personal choice. Now, What is vegetarianism versus plant-based? Well, based on my experience, it seems that this term plant-based has just been co-opted to now mean vegetarian without the so-called stigma of the vegetarian label. And I really don't know the full reason why this term plant-based has come to equal vegetarianism because I do eat animal products and I do tell people my my diet is plant-based, and that's a fact because my foods mostly come from plants, but not all of them. And I do get my food from the local farmer or our neighborhood market or the warehouse store. I won't go out of my way to shop at a specialty store that implies that they have only healthy foods because I'm not going to pay a premium for it But it's not always the case. A lot of times these stores are implying they have healthier foods, or it's maybe not that they're implying that, but people just assume they do because of the name of their place. Now, I do usually know what people mean when they say whole food. And I've also seen people who claim they eat a plant-based foods diet, but they don't eat whole foods. So a plant-based whole foods diet, and I've seen them eat processed foods. Now, I won't call them out on it. I just am often just observing that people don't always walk the talk, or they just may not even realize it, that they're not doing it. I'm not there to call people out on it, but I do find that it's annoying when people are judging others for not following what they think is a superior way of eating. Now, 
keep in mind, there is nothing wrong with eating a plant-based whole foods diet as you define it. It is just a different form of eating. Like I said, it's a type of vegetarianism. And let's call it what it is, vegetarian. So again, I just want to say, as much as may sounds like I am being very judgmental, I don't judge how people choose to eat or how they define their diet. I'm judging the person who looks down their nose at me for eating foods of animal origin or not eating the way they think I should. But don't judge me for not discouraging my clients from eating foods of animal origin. So if I have clients, people who work with me who want to include animal foods in their diet, I absolutely positively help them keep that as part of their diet as they choose. There's nothing wrong with that. And as I said, I don't have time to grow, pick, wash, trim my vegetables, fruit, and I really don't want to give get involved with dealing with chickens and other animals to keep uh, my my diet balanced and healthy. So I do buy foods that have been processed because most foods are processed unless you're truly getting them out of your own backyard. I do recommend that we do follow a plant-based, mostly plant foods diet as the foundation of our diet. Again, based is that word there. So if you want to disagree with me, hey, I'd love to hear it. That's okay. I also tell people I live in a concrete-based house. The foundation of my house was concrete or is concrete, but that isn't to the exclusion of other building materials. So we can have a mix of foods, just like lots of things in our life are a mix of all kinds of things. That's Real World Nutrition this week. Take care. Bye for now. I invite you to join the Real World Nutrition Facebook group at Real World Nutrition. Sign up for my weekly email newsletter at ShellyRiel.com. Connect with me on your favorite social media sites by checking the links in the show notes. If you have a nutrition-related question you would like addressed in the podcast, post it in the Real World Nutrition Facebook group, or use the form on my website, ShellyRiel.com, and click on Contact. Thanks for listening. Bye now.